Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Welcome to episode 19 of the Launch Your Live podcast. So today, I'm joined by Jim Fuse, but we've got an amazing guest joining us this week. And first, I want to start off, though, and it's this. So when you do live streams, what do you do with those finished live streams? Do you archive them and move on to the next one? Have you considered writing content and repurposing those live streams? So you don't want to just archive your live videos. And there's a lot of value you can get out of repurposing your videos. So today we're going to be talking with Stephanie Liu from Lights Camera Live about why you should consider repurposing your live videos after you're off the air. So Jim, anything else you want to add before we bring Stephanie on? No, this is going to be a great. Really looking forward to speaking with Stephanie. So Stephanie, fantastic having you join us on an episode of Launch Your Live. Launch Your Live. <laughs> Do it now. I feel like that should be like the energy of it. Launch Your Live. Yeah. <laughs> what are you waiting for? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Jim, you want to start off by asking Stephanie, you know, how, how did she get started with live streaming? Yeah, Stephanie, how did you? I mean, because it's like, who would have thought that the three of us would be sitting here talking about live streaming in 2020? I mean, I wouldn't have thought this five years ago, but maybe you were. Maybe you you could see that crystal ball. Yeah, you know, I first started live streaming because when I left the agency world, and you guys know this, but your listeners probably don't know this, but I had spent about a decade and a half deep in the trenches of agency life. So my background is actually paid search, social media, and SEO. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love to do. I always worked inside a creative agency. I worked with PR teams, digital teams, creative, and so on. And I loved it. It was fun. You get to work with big brand names, your Nike, your Sephora's, and your Clinique's. But for those of you that worked in an agency, you realize that you work like 40, 50 hours a week. It kind of gets like, you know, Mm -hmm. stressful. And when my when I discovered that my husband and I were going to have a baby, that's when I realized, oh heck, man, I can't, <laughs> I can't raise another human being and work this much, right? Like, where do I even find time for myself? And so that's when I realized, okay, I need to start my own consulting, my own agency. And so when I left the agency world, that's when I decided, well, how do I stand out from the sea of sameness? Because unbeknownst to me, everyone else was calling themselves a social media strategist, despite not having that agency experience. So. Mm-hmm how do you stand out? And that's when I realized, well, let's do video and not just a regular video, but let's do live video. Because if you could show up confident on camera, then clients will be confident in the fact that you will get the results for them and they'll want to work with you. And so when I first started doing this, like even my first episodes, it was always like, let me show you how to do a social media content calendar. Let me show you how to do a social media audit. My whole thing when I first started was instead of me telling you what it is that I do, let me show you what it is that I can do. And that's actually what brought clients in. After every live broadcast, boom, new client. And I was like, whoa, 
this is awesome. Cause I didn't have to, you know, I hated blogging and I was like, I don't want to blog. If I, if I just go live twice a month, boom, I could get a new client. Like I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. And that was what really set the stage for me was I was doing this because I wanted to get clients. And then my first big break was one of my old coworkers. I think you guys probably heard this story before, but one of my old coworkers, her name was Claudia Sandoval. And she ended up winning MasterChef, the show with Gordon Ramsay, right? And so she ended up winning it. She knew that I was doing live streaming. We were always coworkers. We were always good friends. And she said, hey, T-Mobile and MasterChef want me to do a live stream. And I don't know how to do that, but I know that you know how. And I was like, big, you know, big time, big time case study. And so we did that together. And we got 178,000 downloads of her book within 24 hours. And mind you, the only tech that we had was an iPhone 6. Like nothing fancy, none of this StreamYard, Restream, Ecamm, fancy graphics. No, it was just knowing the fact that you had a strategy and how to execute it. And then that pretty much launched me into speaking on stage, writing a book, everything. So live streaming, it's crazy. (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. So, so Stephanie, what, what exactly do we mean by repurposing our live content? I mean, we had our live show and then is it, is it just off to the next show or are we missing out on some opportunities? That's the funny thing. I feel like most people, when they do their show, right, they're like, okay, I did all my promo graphics. I did all my promotion. I sent out my emails. I sent out my tweets and then I had the show and then boom, let's move on to the next. I'm like, no. Don't do that because at that point, you're sitting on content gold. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, that episode that you just did, whether it was 20 minutes, whether it was 40 minutes, if you transcribe it, then you actually have a blog post, which for me, ding, 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 the person that hates writing, I was like, this is gold. I can now leverage that SEO aspect of it. It's perfect for those that are the kinesthetic learners where they want to download something or they, you know, have something physical that they could read and I could turn it into a lead magnet. And so repurposing content to me is taking the video that you already have and turning it into, let's say, a blog post, an audiogram into bite size, Instagram stories, your IGTV, your LinkedIn post, all of that stuff. And you pepper it throughout the year, right? So that way you never really have to worry about what to post on social media. I told this to one of my clients. I was like, I go live. That turns into 26 pieces of content. If every Monday it's that one video for the next 26 weeks, I don't ever have to worry about it. So if I do another interview, then on Tuesday, that's another 26 weeks that I don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And then I could shuffle it whenever I need it to. I could put the, the podcast interviews that I'm on, the other live shows. And now I never have to worry about what to post on social media. That's a a great breakdown, actually, you know, that you can take a single piece of content and basically what you're doing is you're overlapping. So if you create something and it's, you know, going out for 26 weeks, you know, each week you're pushing something out by another week. So it's literally just overlapping each time. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a great idea. So um, obviously, I mean, that's like repurposing content is really important. So uh, what are some ways besides, okay, so the 26, we talked about uh, blogging, for example, you talked about audiograms. Uh, are there any other like really like cool ways that you repurpose a live video? Oh gosh, my favorite. Ah, oh, it's, it's making gifts. So I will have, um, 
a lot of fun guests on the show. And sometimes the intro of my show, it's like, you know, we're dancing a little bit and that turns into a fun gift for Lights Camera Live. It also turns into collateral assets that the, that the guest can use as they're on social media. It's shareable content. And I think one of my gifts has now been shared over 260,000 times, wow. which I think is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's like one of my favorite things. That's like out of the box that, that most people aren't doing because it's an extra step. But I think mm -hmm. it's it's one of those ways that, you know, we communicate online very differently than how we do in person. In person, you can't communicate in a gift. But if you wanted to have like a gift challenge on Facebook, I could totally do that. Or I could respond to a gift on Twitter. There's like so many different cool, fun things that I can do. Yeah. Do you have a specific uh, tool that you would recommend for people making gifts or... I do. I do. So I downloaded the Giphy Capture app onto my, mass, my Mac desktop. And then from there, I'll play the video and then I'll just capture it. And I find that it's easier for me to upload the videos to Tenor because they'll show up in 24 hours. And then I can make fun of my guest and myself <laughs> until then. I call it, I actually call it gift giving. So it's like, here's this one episode and here's the gift giving for the week. And it'll be something like Mike Alton or Jen Herman, but just something that's silly. That's, I love that. So I have a question about that. So, okay, how, when somebody finishes their live video and they're ready to repurpose it, how much time does it take to make, you know, if there's 26 pieces, how much time does it take to actually make those 26 pieces? Or is there any sort of advice you want to share with viewers or listeners uh, on how they can go about, you know, not being stressed out. Like they get finished and you're absolutely right. At the end of a show, somebody thinks, Hey, I'm on to the next one. They don't really, they aren't thinking about all the other stuff because they're thinking about all the other stuff they have to do. So what, any, any tips or any advice there? Yeah. Okay. Well, is, is it cool if I just break down my whole entire process for you? No, absolutely. absolutely. I'll be doing a training for this later this month anyway. So it's good okay. for me to have like on the top of my mind. So the first thing that I do is, is as soon as I'm done with an episode, I upload it to otter.ai and kudos to Christian because he's the one that first introduced it to me. But otter.ai will transcribe everything. I'll download that SRT and I'll create captions for the video and we're all good to go. What where the magic usually happens is if you have a virtual assistant and I've, I've, I've talked to you guys about this before, but I have a virtual assistant who works in the Philippines who I pay $4 an hour. And so she will take that SRT file, turn it into a blog post and that's like step number one. Even within that blog post, we look for what was that golden nugget that could become a tweetable. And that becomes a click to tweet in the actual blog recap, which is fun because then I could also send that click to tweet over to my guest. It's like, hey, you're such an amazing, fantastic guest. Here is all of like your post show promo assets. Here's a link to the blog post. Here's your clickable stuff. Here's your audiograms and all of that magic. And so she'll do the blog post and then she'll also create the social media post to promote that blog post. So there's like the Pinterest image, there's a clickable tweets, there's a LinkedIn, Facebook, all of that good stuff. And she does all of that. Okay. Um, and then if you have email, then you say, hey, everyone, here's the show. And you drive them back over there. You know, there's like so much you can do. There's, it's one of those things where it's like, what can you not do? Right. You know, there's there's so many different ways that you could promote it. You could test out different headlines. 
For me, really, it's I try to do the blog post first because I know that having the video, especially if you multi-stream, multi-streaming is going live in multiple places. Mm -hmm. So I'll go live on Facebook, I'll go live on YouTube and on LinkedIn. And I'll if I'm live on LinkedIn, then I'll take the blog post and I'll embed it there, like in the comments mm -hmm. or in the description. And then it links back to me, which is nice because it's not that often that you actually find your Facebook videos in your in the Google search results. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that you can do it. Uh, what else have I haven't covered yet? Uh, let's see. So we talked about audiograms, blog posts, the tweets. Oh, my favorite is the quotables. So you you already have your guesses headshot, right? right. So you when you have that click to tweet, that in and of itself can be a graphic. That graphic could be your Instagram post, your Instagram story, whatever it is that you want to. But recycle it and keep repurposing it as much as possible. Well, the other, yeah. So the other piece of that too. So you're you're talking about creating these graphics. So with Instagram TV, you can do what up to a ten minute video. Do you take maybe a longer clip and and put that on Instagram TV to drive them to the full episode or? <laughs> Yeah, for me personally, I've never really done that because the way that my show is recorded, it's it's in landscape, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like when you're on IGTV, you want to be respectful of that platform. And unless you're designing it in a way where it looks great as a 9 by 16 then I wouldn't necessarily do it. But there are other fun things that I would do where if I'm talking about the power of testimonials, mm -hmm, right? right? This was like last week's show. We were talking about the power of testimonials. And I actually had testimonials um, from events that I did and from a previous show. Mm -hmm. I'm now still repurposing that live show where there was a testimonial and I'm bringing it into my new show. So I'm now including like clips and segments from past shows mm -hmm. onto the next one. So like, let's say, Christian comes onto the show. I'm like, this is the third time that Christian was on the show. Let's take a, you know, let's take a, a quick trip back into the past of how his studio was set up. And then I have that old footage of him that I could put into the show, which is kind of fun to see. So Jim, um, so uh, Stephanie, actually, are there, is there any other steps? Are there any other steps to that process? Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whole time when my VA is creating all of that content, where it lives, it lives in Agora Pulse. And this is the part where okay. like even a couple of my friends, like your own videos and yep. your Molly, they're like, how are you always everywhere? I'm like, oh, there's a trick to this. So in Agora Pulse, they have a feature called publishing cues, right? Where you could have content that's always pushing out. Well, the way that I have it structured is it's called the ACES framework, A-C-E-S. And so there's authority, connection, engagement, and there's sizzle. Sizzle is usually what you're selling. And so if any of those content, the, the stuff that I repurpose falls in, into any of those buckets, that's where I push them into. If it shows that I'm an expert on a topic, that's awesome. If it's connection mm -hmm. where a guest is talking about like a, a specific coaching session for a client or a viewer, then that goes there. If it's engagement, then we'll, you know, we'll drop it in there, but that's usually how I organize my content. And that's how I know okay. whether it's going to be seasonal, right? If we're talking about like holiday marketing, it's going to be in a, in a certain bucket, but I have it all tagged out, tagged out. That sounds funny. <laughs> I have it all tagged and organized. So I know what's my seasonal content. What's my evergreen content. And so once it's in Agora Pulse, I never have to worry about it. The only time I have to worry about it is if 
a tragic event is happening and I just need to turn off my marketing. Okay. Well, I know one of the things would be, uh, Stephanie, what are, what are some things that someone that's just starting out should really consider? And then on a second note to that, what are three things you wish you had known when you started? Yeah, I would say if you're just starting out, begin with the end in mind. Think about how you want your show to be structured. Think of how you're going to engage your audience throughout the entire show. What do you want the action item to be at the very end? Because, I mean, that's the whole purpose of the show, right? Is your live streaming because you want some type of return on that engagement. And the reason why I say that is because most people will fall under or fall in to the rabbit hole of tech. They're like, no, 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 no. I need to have the mic that Christian has. And I need to have the headphones that Jim has. I need to have a green screen. And then they just never, ever get started. So I think when you have an idea of what you want your show to be like, you have the structure and the format, then you have a better understanding of which platform is going to help you produce that show. Because not all platforms, the live streaming platforms, are the same. Some of them allow you to do endless teaser videos, right? Whereas some might cap you at like the five minute mark or there might be file size maximums, right? So I think when you have that in mind, then you're able to come up with which platform that you want to use versus starting out with the platforms that are like, oh, wait, I can't do this. I can't do that. Because then otherwise you're just like rebuilding your show over and over and over. And I've seen people do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because you're like, oh, I already, you know, I already built my show on this platform. So I have to stick to that platform. And then you realize, oh, someone else created a new live streaming platform and now they have like this ticker and I really, really need that ticker. It's like, you don't need that freaking ticker, right? <laughs> it's like, like how much more value is that ticker going to add to your show? Um, or someone's going to be like, now you could bring 10 people on. It's like, why, why would you want 10 people on your show? They're just going to talk all over each other. But when you have that in mind, then you can figure out what your show is going to be, what purpose it's going to serve, the best platform for it. And then even with all that said and done, you need a promotional plan. You need people to show up. And it doesn't have to be like 100 people, right? Just having even like five people is awesome because in that way, it takes away the fear of, oh my God, I'm just talking to my mom, right? It's like, no, 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 like Jim's here, Christian's here. It's like, hey, so nice to see you. And when people see you excited on camera, they're going to be excited to watch as well. So I, I think that's, that's my whole process for it. And that's why it's called lights camera live is because lights is about what lights you up, mm. what sparks your creativity. And then camera is more about like the gear. Okay. What camera are you going to use? What platform? What are the graphics? What are the assets? All the tech stuff. And then live is actually freaking doing it and going live into an audience, but knowing that there is a promotional plan that starts before it. If there are three things that I wish I had known when I had first started, it would probably be, gosh, I'm going to pause because there's like a motorcycle gang just decided to roll by. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be the three things that I wish that I had? I mean, it's really hard to say because I, I feel like Starting where I started is what helped me along my journey. 
And if I said like, oh, I needed the right gear, then that would be very hypocritical because I didn't need the gear. I think what I needed more of was having that cheerleader squad to like encourage you to keep going. And I think that's probably like the most important thing because when I first started out, I didn't do the promotional plan. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so, okay. So then if I were to go back and say, if there are three things that I wish that I could have, it would be <laughs> hiring my VA as early as possible because there are still early episodes of Lights, Camera, Live that have just never seen the light of day. Second would be to not have wasted my money on rev.com. <laughs> <laughs> because as you guys know, my episodes run anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. And so that's 45 minutes per episode. And if you're not monetizing your show, then you're paying out of pocket for that. And so had I had number one, the VA, then I wouldn't have to have done number two, which is rep.com. Okay. Number three would have been still leveraging that VA to repurpose that content a lot faster because like I said, there's still just a lot of stuff that I wasn't doing before. And had I done that now, if you had started searching, if you're searching for live streaming now, which people are doing, there are certain articles where I come up because I have it all blogged and documented and all of that stuff. But there's still this big, huge gap from like the very first year that I never did. Well, and I think something as well that I've noticed when I do searches about live streaming and maybe it's because like you said, live streamers don't like to blog. There's not necessarily a lot of like current relevant content. It's like there's this huge opportunity that people that will learn about SEO could get themselves out there. So, I, so, you know, kudos to you, Stephanie, for, for thinking that, of course, maybe that goes back to that's where you came from. Yeah. And, you know, in episode 18, when we were talking to Rob he also kind of brought up that having that agency, you know, framework where you actually worked with a business that did that stuff was helpful in going out on your own, as opposed to, you know, oh, I've never done this. What do I do now? Which, which I think to your point, right? There's a lot of people out there that call themselves marketers, but they've never sold anything and they don't necessarily have the background. And, and even in the world of live video, people are going live, for what? Just to go live because there's really no strategy behind it. Because they want the engagement. They want the likes and the comments and the views, which is which is totally fine. I think that's awesome. But eventually down the line, you have to think of how much time and effort it takes to promote a show, how much time and effort it takes to repurpose a show. And so then how do you get that return on investment? If you're not getting clients after you've done a show and that's your sole purpose as a marketer and you're not, you're like, okay, then maybe you might want to like reevaluate, right? Because for me, when I saw that live streaming was what was bringing in the clients and I was like, okay, so then I don't have to worry so much about participating in tweet chats, right? That's a full hour sometimes just hanging out on tweet chats and like, oh, I need to prep my answers and all that good stuff. But knowing that a live video is going to bring in that social media retainer client that signs a contract with you for three to five years, boom, game changer. I don't even have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And in fact, let, let's kind of go into that a little bit. So you kind of talked about, you know, and I know that's one of the things you're passionate about. How have you been able to win clients with live streaming, Stephanie? Because that's something that maybe some people don't think about. Uh, I mean, even like I did a short video today and I actually had someone message me on LinkedIn I think because they saw the video and it, mm -hmm. you know, made them, made me top of mind for a second. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. It's that when you're doing live video, 
and you're teaching somebody something about what it is that you know, they're either going to like you or they're going to dislike you. They've already filtered themselves at that point. If they watched until the very end of your episode, you've already hooked them to the sense that like they're interested in you. And they're just waiting for that right moment to find out when's the best time to work with you. And that's generally where most clients will show up. And it's funny because they'll say things, Jim, like, oh, I've been watching your show. And I'm like, you have never commented. Like, who are you? Like, what are you talking about? They're like, no, 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 I have watched your show. I'm like, okay. Um, but like, as far as like winning clients, you know, it's letting people know what your services are. And one of my good friends, Kimberly Flowers, does a fantastic job of this because she's a live video producer. And so she'll, she'll interview different guests and then she'll have like a 15 second break where she has her own little, com- little commercial of what she offers I'm like, that's brilliant because most live streamers don't do that. They never tell you what it is exactly that they do. Um, As for me, I don't have like a 15 second trailer movie. I would flat out tell people we have clients. And just just the fact that you say we have clients lets people know, oh, she takes (laughs) she takes clients. But some people will just never say that. It's just it's it boggles my mind. You're like, do you like what is it that you do? Um, so that's one thing, like tell people, what is it that you do, whether it's going to be like a 15 second trailer or just naming the fact that you do consulting, you do group coaching, whatever it is, just let people know what it is on, in terms of how they can work with you. Or if you're selling a digital product, the, the second way that I was able to win clients was advertising. And, And this is, this is the part that like, I geek out. You can already see it all over my face, but most people don't leverage Facebook advertising for remarketing. Because for me, my thing is that if I'm getting a lot of engagement on a social media post, then that gives that client that social proof that, hey, Stephanie knows exactly what she's talking about. And other people agree with her. And oh, look, 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 look. She's giving them all these like creative ideas for free. Just imagine how much, how much more awesome it would be if you actually paid her, mm-hmm. right? And so when I would do a Facebook ad, I would target companies by specific interest. Like, oh, this episode was about hospitality and tourism. I might want to target people that are in the Public Relations Society of America, PRSA, that are also interested in hospitality and tourism because they're eventually going to need a digital marketing strategist like me to help them with that. So I think when you repurpose your audiences for remarketing, then it makes it really helpful in that sense. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was a good rant. <laughs> good, good stuff. Do we have any, any other questions, Jim? I, I, I don't have any, uh, unless you have something you can think. I mean, we could talk to Stephanie all day, which, you know, cause she's, she's amazing, but uh, I, I don't have any for now, but, but we'll have to have her come back again at a future episode to talk. We'll, we'll do another deep dive on, on something that I'm sure she's got lots of things she'd love to talk more about. Yeah. So, so Stephanie, uh, if people want to connect with Stephanie Liu, where is the best place for people to do that at? The best place to find me online as well as the resources would be lightscameralive.com. If you want to see like all the new innovative fun stuff that I'm geeking out about, then you would find that in the strategist group. Mm -hmm. There are some really, really fun things that I've been working on lately that I just keep teasing out in the social media strategist group. So if you're on Facebook, just search for social media strategist and you'll see me there in the cover, just laughing my butt off like, ha ha ha, come in here. (laughs) Because it's all about having fun. 
Fantastic. So that's going to do it for episode 19 of the Launcher Live podcast. Again, if you want to learn more about any of the topics that Stephanie shared, just go to launcher.live forward slash EP19. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.